Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, This is your host, Zach, with God Talk. Welcome. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today is Monday, October the 12th, I believe, and on my way to work in the car, but did wanted to at least jot down some thoughts that I had from today's reading. Um, And just so you guys know, over the weekend, sometimes I read, sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends. This happened to be one of the weekends where I didn't really read much at all. Um, But I'd already kind of thought about what I was going to share based on last week's reading. I've been in 2 Corinthians 5. I've probably read it three or four times in the last week. Once I stumbled upon it, I just keep rereading it. It's one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible, uh, especially in the New Testament. I've actually uh, have several of those verses in 2 Corinthians 5 are, are verses that I've stamped on my heart that I know and uh, I recommend you do the same or at least give it a look and see if it touches uh, your heart in the same way that way you can also you know take that as a promise from God and and use that on your daily battle but um, wanted to at least get into a couple thoughts that I had Uh, as you go through 2nd Corinthians 5 it kind of it comes across a section where it talks about uh, Paul is writing to the church and he's saying uh, that if they're in their right minds, that it is because it, it is for their benefit. But if he's out of their mind, it's for God. Um, and basically what he's trying to say is he's, he's witnessing. And as he goes out and he continues to share the gospel, sometimes things get a little bit crazy. But what he then goes on to say is that it's because of the love of God. And so it's, what it actually says is, for the love of Christ compels us. Um, and I thought about that and initially I I think, oh man, I, you know, what does the love of God compel me to do? And then I thought about that for you guys. Well, what does the love of God compel you to do? And I think a thought that I had there was, you know, it's, it's going to be a different answer based on the circumstances in our life each and every day, which can be tough. Um, but ultimately I think the the benchmark at least is that the love of God, the love of Christ should compel us to want to share about him to some extent. Um, and so I think when I read that, you know, it's a little, I guess, convicting in a way, not that I feel like I always have to go out and share the gospel or, or whatnot, but just looking at my own life and saying, well, what am I really doing to try to cultivate a behavior that is reflective of what God is doing in my life. And so that, that to me is, it's just something to chew on. You know, what, is there anything in my life that somebody looks at and says, yeah, he, he loves Jesus. He, he, you know, he reads his Bible. He, he loves God. He's a God guy, you know? So, um, and not that I necessarily, you know, not need that affirmation at all. I don't think that's the point. The point is, to, to have the boldness to share because you love people and because you want people to be in the kingdom with you. And so, and that's the thing. And, 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 and when I say boldness, I mean, it's really just living out the truths and the promises that God has given you each and every day. That's why I'm doing the podcast because I want to share with the things that he's teaching me in, in the Bible, the things that the spirit's putting on my heart and before, just kind of sat on them and never did anything with the thoughts or the ideas or the, or the, the prodding. And uh, now I want to share it. I want to just, I want to allow not just myself, but others to benefit from, from some of the things I'm getting out of the Bible.
And so that's one thought. For the love of Christ compels us, is what he says. And so I want, to think of, I want you to think about that in your own life. What does the love of God compel you to do? Does it compel you to do anything? Because that, that's going to be, over time, that's going to change. And it's going to be a consistent benchmark in your life. And we should always strive to, to line up with what the Bible says. Because we're, we're the ones that are changing. The Bible's not changing. The Bible's going to be consistent. The same uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's going, to be, it's going to be the same. And so we're the ones that are going to be changing. And that's how you need to read the Bible. If, you, if the Bible says that you, you should be bold as lions and you're not as bold as the lion, it doesn't mean the Bible's wrong. It means there's something wrong. It means there's something, a misunderstanding that we have, or there's just something that we're not grasping onto that he wants us to take hold of and wants to put on. Uh, because the Bible is consistent and the Bible never changes. And so we always need to hold ourselves up to it and say, where am I at? I think that's a good practice for any Christian to do. Where am I at compared to what this verse says? So that's one thing. And then as it goes on, I think just a few verses later, one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.17, and it says, Therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And I just find so much power in that. And I don't know about you guys. I I became a believer when I was uh, about 14, 15 years old, and... I don't know what it is. I think there's a lie that spreads around that age where uh, you're stuck in who you are. You know, or you'll never break through uh, whatever glass ceiling that I've made for myself. And, and, and the Bible just looks at that and says, no, that's ridiculous. You're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You're a completely new person. You're not, you're not stuck in who you once were. You put on new clothes into a new body, into a new way. And that's the way of Jesus. And in Philippians it says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And so we can accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. If we put our faith in him, take our steps toward him, he will guide us. And he'll allow us to accomplish whatever he wants us to accomplish. And there's no glass ceiling there. It's whatever he has for us. And that's a huge, huge truth bomb for me that I needed in my life. And I, I need it every single day. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Doesn't matter what yesterday looked like. Doesn't matter what last year looked like. Doesn't matter what my family history looks like. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And then on the last verse of this chapter, he just ties it all together with another bombshell of a verse. It says, God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made Jesus who had no sin become sin for you and me. He substituted himself so that in him we are the righteousness of God. In Jesus we are the righteousness of God. So just want to leave you with that. Go read 2 Corinthians 5. Incredible chapter. I'm still reading it. I'll probably read it for the next couple days because it's so encouraging and it empowers me and it gets me going throughout the day and wash yourself with his word every day that you can even if it's not reading the bible no verses memorize a verse or two that means something to you that impact your way of life that impact your heart that cause you to look at jesus in a way that humbles you and allows him to be bigger in your life i love you friends have a good day